Hey, Horizon, we are back with episode two of season two. Two, two, two. Thank you so much for that, S. Hey, Horizon is a group of young adults in the Bernie San Antonio area. We're a ministry of 1910 Church out in the Hill Country. And man, we, we love just getting to hang with some of our young adult friends and talking through uh, what God is up to. And over this season, we've been walking through the book of James in the New Testament and just seeing what comes out of that as we search the heart of God, um, what it looks like to be lived out in our life. Uh, we want to, as James said last week, we want to be uh, doers and hearers uh, of, of the word. And so that's what we're, we're talking about, but we also want to be those that practice and do that very thing. Today with me uh, is Jordan and Ezra. How are we doing? Great. Fantastic. We were asking a question earlier. Are you guys ready for it now? Let's do this. A little little icebreaker question. Are you a person that, do you like, are you dawn or dusk Hmm. persons? Do you like the, the sunrise or the sunset? It's still so hard to answer. You got to pick one. I, I'm going to say dawn just because it's more rare. I don't experience you it all see, that yeah, you're often. Right. You're right. The sun doesn't rise every morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Right. Um, um, because I don't see it all that often. And so whenever I do, it's just that much more magical and beautiful. Yeah. And also, there's a song on the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack that's called oh. Dawn, and it's just beautiful. I learned how to play What's that like years no, ago. No, seriously. Yeah, dude. Like, I forgot so cool. it, but it was. Oh, I used to love playing that thing. I mean, I couldn't beautiful. get to like the very fast part at the end because it was way too fast for yeah. me. What's the What's the lyric that you said earlier? Um. Oh, it's. Um. I don't remember what song it is, but it's by. It's in a Twenty One Pilots song. It's called "The Sun Will Rise and We Will Try Again." Mm. That's, that's so why. good. That's good. Yeah. I love that. As, uh, think I'm. I'm. <laughs> I've been processing this and praying about it, honestly, and just kind of thinking about it, you know, <laughs> and I, I think I'm definitely more of a, I'm, I'm definitely more of a dusk kind of guy. Um, yes, dawns are more rare. They're rarer, rare. They're more rarest. That's a word. <clears throat> but I, there's, there's just the colors of sunsets and like, I don't think I've ever seen a sunset that I didn't like. And I think because I see them more often, I just love them. And I love driving in the sunset and listening to like my favorite album and just like you know just being out in nature is just that sounded so like empty being out in nature I uh, love long walks on the <laughs> beach and in the forest well, thanks for joining us for Horizon Podcast this week. You've reached the depths of our wisdom, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> That's fine. We're going we're gonna to jump into James 2. Um, and so, like we started last week, if you have not read through James 2, please do so. Press pause right now and go read it. Oh, uh, wait. We'll wait. We'll wait here for you. So, uh, as we look at James 2, we're going to take some of the natural uh, breakdowns for if you're reading a Bible that has chapters and verses in it, then you probably have some of these natural divisions within it. Verses 1 through 13, we're going to uh, look at that first, and then we'll jump down uh, and take 14 through 26. James starts with, uh, in, in verse 1, he uses the phrase, the practice of faith. The practice of faith. So, as we... 
and for for me, I, I love that because it, it brings along with it the reality that we're not going to arrive at this full faith. The um, we, we will see uh, various uh, expressions of faith, and faith can absolutely be increased and built up over time. It's what we saw um, in chapter one that the faith will be increased over time, but it is absolutely must be something that is worked out right, right. Um, over time. And he says, This is one way that you can, that, that the practice of faith is carried out. That you would not show favoritism. Now, at surface level, you're like, okay, <laughs> yep, cool. <laughs> that's it. Like, not th- that's what you have for us, James. Like, don't play favorites. That seems that just seems odd. So, mm-hmm. so what's what's happening there? Like, what uh, help me kind of walk through that a little bit. So, I think in this. The, the audience that James is speaking to is um, they're favoring the rich specifically. That's kind of what he calls out here is that they're favoring those who look put together than those who don't, which is a huge, like it's kind of a conviction piece for us nowadays where we, we gravitate more towards people who are more put together or who ha- have the answers and stuff like that. And we're less um, inclined to invest time and invest our energy and invest our wisdom into people who, who don't have it all together, or or who don't who appear who don't appear to have it all together. You know, I do. I do love messy people, though. Like how so? Tell I, me more. I, for one, am a mess myself, and so <laughs> it's mood. much more relatable. But also, um, it's I would I find it more personal. There's a more personal connection because. Both of you are right off the bat admitting, no, I don't have it all together, but I still want to be your friend because right. of who you are. Right. I still want to hang out with you, even if you don't have all the answers, because there's no way that we can have all the answers. Yeah. Right. And the fact that I want to walk through life with you and get answers and ask questions and have discussions and conversations. The relationship becomes more real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of my friends, I'll never forget it, but one of my friends at Labrie, she, uh, should I explain Labrie? Or think, should I did not? you explain it a little bit in season one? Yeah, I think so. Eh. <laughs> English library. It's in England. And um, I was there for a couple months last year. And one of my friends said that something that was so um, shocking, but then also wonderful, is that one of her friends finally in the church was like, no, it's okay to doubt. Let's ask questions and let's search for the answers in the word and let's look for something. Because instead of being ashamed that you're doubting or asking questions, it's instead using that as a motivation to dig deeper and yep. find the answers. Yep. So yeah. that's something that's really stuck with me is that yeah. it's okay to doubt. It's okay to ask questions because in that you are then motivated to find the answers right. yeah. and go looking for something that yeah. is your answer. And I think the very, very important piece of that is surrounding yourself with people who know they don't know. Yeah. But are striving to know. You yeah, know? not necessarily put together. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like I, that's why I, I'm, I'm completely in the same boat as you. I love surrounding myself with people who, like, are just very real about where they're at. And they're yeah. kind of like, I don't have answers. I don't have a lot of, like, I still make mistakes every single day. Yeah. But they still strive every single day to, like, be better. They still strive every single day to, to go after the heart of Jesus. Um, and I think when you surround yourself with, with people like that, there's that motivation to like 
not be better for the sake of being better, but be better for the cause of Christ, you know, and to, to fully live out the identity that he has placed on you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are talking through, uh, an identification piece. How can Mm -hmm. we identify with people? Um, which is great. Um, I think that's a, a super helpful piece. Uh, one of the things I wrote down earlier, um, that, that loving your neighbor doesn't come with an asterisk. Mm. Oh, I, like it doesn't so come good. with a place of like, except this person that's a little bit different than you right. or the person right. that thinks different or votes different or uh, has some wild, like, crazy thoughts or ideas or has a chaotic scream. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, (laughs) um, loving your neighbor, when Jesus talks about loving your neighbor, it didn't, there were no qualifiers to that. Right. Right. right? Um, and, uh, what, what James is talking through. So he uses the, the very visual and probably very real picture of two people walking into a synagogue, a place of worship for the Jew. One is one of power, prestige, and and wealth. Uh, the other um, doesn't have anything. And the one that has the, the money gets the the position or the seat of, of reverence and honor while the poor is put in a place that is easily forgotten or overlooked. And James says, this is not what practice of faith looks like because, and and here's the, here's part of the tie in. If the goal for us is to create judgment attached to power that we could receive, that's anti-gospel. That's good. That's really good. And, And what I mean by that is this, um, God um, doesn't come to us in in the person and work of Jesus and give his life for us and begin new creation work in us because he looked at us and thought, you deserve it. You've earned it. You have what it takes for me to give you this gift. Um, God's judgment is, is really wrapped in the cloak of mercy. Right. It's good. Um, and, and so for us to practice this same faith means that I'm going to, I'm going to love and give, um, I'm going to give seats of honor. I'm going to lift up those that have, that, that, that cannot do one bit of, of, of return back to me that they can't yeah. give anything back in return. I can't receive anything from them, but rather it's how I can pour out and give and be a blessing to that other person. Th- throughout the scripture, um, God oftentimes identifies with the the downcast and the mm-hmm. outcast. We see that in the person in the ministry of Jesus, right? Yeah. He had more of an issue with the, the societal elite uh, than he did those that were on the fringes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, when you were describing um, what James was talking about in the first couple of verses about the difference between how you treat a rich man and a poor man, um, verse four, the end of verse four really stuck out to me because it goes on top of what you're talking about. Judgment attached to power is anti-gospel. Mm-hmm. Um it's he just asks a question he says does this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives and that's yeah Yeah. what's the i heard um somebody share the other day like what's the purpose of power Hmm. 
as an image bearer. So, so you think about um, as an image bearer in, in the creative and the creation narrative. God, who possesses all power, creates and then gives power for mankind to create, build up, right? Um, and and the places where society breaks down, where cultures break down, is when mankind or the individual desires to take power from people to absorb other people's power or position and build into themselves. So Kings have issues, um, whether in Israel or other, other countries in scripture, when they take from other people to build up their own power. So what's the purpose of, of power from a biblical standpoint that, that God would say, this is what I want you to do with power is to give it away. Hmm. To empower somebody else around you, right? Yeah. How can we um, take the the positions of power, how, whatever that looks like, and everybody carries some sort of semblance of, of power in a in a community that you're in. How how do you take that to empower somebody else around you yeah. um, and encourage them through that? Yeah, I would say that goes hand in hand with like influence. Yeah. Yeah. So that depending on how much influence you have, you can then empower people. Yeah. Yeah. In James uh, 2, 14 through 26, we see James begin to put faith and works, not at opposite ends of the spectrum, but things that should be operating in tandem. They should be linked arm in arm. So let's give some, some definition to faith and works. Are those the two words that, that your translations use, faith and works? Yeah. Or yeah. Deeds, maybe yeah. another word that they use for, for works. But when he talks about faith, um, one of the things I read that, that he's not talking about what some would describe as faith as in like, um, it, it, a monotheistic intellectual ascent so that somebody has the knowledge that there is a God out there. Um, and, and James even says later on, like, this is to have this, like that type of faith, even demons carry that type that the knowledge of a God or right. the knowledge of Jesus, um, I immediately, like when I read that, I went back to our conversation in Acts where, uh, the sons of Sceva, you remember, remember sons oh, yeah. of Sceva, right? So, uh, these guys that are doing some work that actually like attributes power to themselves and the demon says, uh, Jesus, I know. And Paul I've heard of, but I don't have a clue who you are. And then the, the demon possessed man, uh, beats up the sons of Sceva and then they run out of town screaming and naked like that. <laughs> so it's not the faith is not that it's not the, the knowledge because even demons possess this like, Oh, there's, there's this entity that's greater faith. Um, and I just wrote that, that it's a, it, it is a full tilt or full send life orientation on Jesus. So my that's life good. is oriented around Jesus. The axis is Jesus and everything revolves around him <laughs> and all, all of my thoughts, my decisions, my plans, my life is placed around that um, person of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Good. So when we talk about faith, that's regardless of what we think or feel or what we're experiencing in that moment, faith would say, I'm still all in with Jesus. That's good. Right. Yeah. 
works, so that's faith, works, works, I think sometimes we think about um, the works of the law, particularly with James, he's going to be, there may be some people that lean towards the performance of the Jewish law, um, the the, the Ten Commandments or the 600 commandments, right, Um, of the, of the, of the books of Moses, right? Um, but James would say, no, no, the, the works are those things that are the acts of love to those in need. <laughs> and that should point us back to James 1, right? Yeah. What, we, what we see in James 1, he says, no, this is what the works that you're called to do, these acts of love to those in need. Um, and then he brings out a, a story of, of Abraham and Isaac, right? Um, somebody recap, like what, how, how do we see faith and works within the story of Abraham and Isaac? Do y'all, uh, yeah. you know, guys through that? You, like, how do you see it. You definitely see, um, the faith, Abraham completely trusting that God had intention with his request for him to sacrifice his son that there was intentionality behind it, that God had a purpose that, and, and, and even, even in not knowing it, Abraham was still, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to obey you. There's, there's a clear sign of obedience. The works is him actually literally going to where he built the altar, building the altar, um, with his son there. And then like preparing to sacrifice him. Um, something that I love is that, uh, in 22, James says, you see his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. That's right. Yeah. So without, without the work, without the action piece of faith, you don't know that that faith is really there. Oh yeah. It's, Again, at that point, it's just, it's a thought or it's a intellectual ascent. Like this could be, but I don't want to, I don't want to bank on it too much because I don't know that I trust it. Yeah. I mean, he could have gone to the place of the altar and built the altar and been all upset about it. And then, and kind of like, God, I don't know why you're doing this. And I'm so angry at you and all this stuff. And we wouldn't have that story. Right. We wouldn't have that, that beautiful example of faith. Right. If, yeah. or he could have just had faith and, and said like, he could have just had the faith and not done the works. He could have not sacrificed his or not gone to sacrifice his son. Yeah. And then there's no, again, like there's, we don't have what actually happened. And it's like, they have to work in tandem together for sure. Right. Hmm. Right. James writes, um, that just as the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead. And so I love this picture because it gives this um, identification that you can have a, a physical body operating, right? But without the spirit at work giving life to this mortal body, it's dead, right? Yeah. Um, when you see somebody breathe their last, uh, a euphemism that's been used often, like the, the, their spirit has left them, right? Yeah. right? And they're just a frame. They're just a shell of a person. And James links that. The, the, the carrier um, is the body. Faith is the carrier. You, this, faith is the, the package piece. But the spirit is the mover, right? The works are the, the mover it's good. Um, within that. So it's just kind of the, the parallel of faith without works. You can, you can have faith, um, but if it doesn't um, have a, a mover with it, if it doesn't have a display with it, it's, it's empty, it's right. dead. Yeah. It's a shell. It's a shell of a faith. And I think for for the uh, 
American church, a lot of times there is a profession, there's a declaration of faith, but it's a shell. Hmm. Hmm. And when it's pressed, um, you see that there's that there's an emptiness to it, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't. There's not fruit that comes out of it. It's just air. Hmm. It's just empty air. Um, and what James would say is, no, no, no. Your, your faith is works in conjunction with your work. Show me your work, and and I'll I'll see faith as it comes through. That's good. Yeah. I love that. How do you think we could go about kind of um, reforming that? Because you said in the church, it's not very common to see faith and works go hand in hand. So how could we start? Do you think it starts with us individually? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it starts with the church, the pastor teaching that, um, kind of them guiding the body in that direction? Like... Um, ways in which you can get involved or ways in which that you can... Was that English? Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. there were too many words. Yeah. Um, like that. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a combination. So I think right. with within communities that, that we run in, mm-hmm. um, it's it's talking about what, what does faith look like? How, how am I living in a place that, that Jesus is the center of everything that my life revolves around? Yeah. But not just that. It, me saying, well, I go to this church or I'm a part of um, this, this body of believers is, is nice. And it gets you out of the, the awkward like invite conversation of, well, come. It's a whole nother thing to say the faith that I revolve my life around in Jesus is the reason that I love people the way that I do, which also yeah. requires that we love the people the way that Jesus has called us right. to. And if we're not doing that, then then our faith isn't seen um, and, and our works don't display that same faith. Yeah. Um, so I, I think to, to answer your question, I think it is it's something that does need to be taught. But I think it's something that we we have to link together, right? Got it. Yeah. Um, and I think there there needs to be intentional action take place, and maybe that's something that happens with with our Horizon group as well. We talk a lot about faith. What are the ways that we can demonstrate that faith, even within our community together? Yeah. Maybe that's something that needs to happen real soon within mm-hmm. our within our group. What are some ways that. to display that faith um, yeah. and works, right? Yeah. But what's the other side of that? What what's the side that said that that has all work hmm. with the hope that it like but it's empty. Right. It, it, is it possible for works to be empty as well? I would say yeah. 100%. Cuz I mean there are good people mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Their motivation is to not have faith in Christ. That's not the underlying motivation behind it. Right. But right. they can still do good things. They can do good things. Right. And I would also say that God can still use them mm-hmm. to do good works. Right. But, but yeah. those, uh, at the end of the day, though, the, those works terminate. Like, they're, the work is done, and it, it doesn't lead to life. Right. Right? At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. which requires that they that they that these two things work um, in tandem. Well, Horizon, thanks for joining us this week. We hope to see you Sunday night at 7 p.m. And we will continue the conversation that we have started here with James 2 as we um, continue our practice of faith uh, that trusts God um, fully and completely and that matches our faith with the works that we do. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you later on. Bye. Bye.